And we are live. Welcome to How to Type Famous People, January 2020. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph, and I have like disappeared off the face of the earth. And it's like, okay, like, where's this guy even been? Also, I'm trying to really hoping that I don't have very many uh, drop frames tonight. And I'm also hoping that you guys can actually hear me. So it's been a while since we've done this. So getting a little rusty on the. Uh, streaming side uh so yeah um we'll uh see how it goes but uh gonna be opening up the show tonight with eddie vetter first and then after that your guys's super chats are literally the key to success and uh if there are no super chats we will go back to super chats in the past that have yet been honored and we'll just do the highest uh from the past super chats uh and just keep going Otherwise, if you guys want, uh, check out the Super Chats channel in our Discord server. Go to csjoseph.life forward slash social to get on Discord if you're not already on Discord. Then you go to the Super Chats channel inside Discord, and then you can see where the Super Chats are currently. Uh, remember, highest Super Chat uh, gets top priority. But again, that'll be after Eddie Vedder. We're going to be starting with uh, Eddie Vedder uh, tonight. So, um, And also, when you are Super Chatting... Please put in the name of the person that you want to be typed. And also, as a requirement, they have to have interview videos of them on YouTube in order for us to, like, do it. So just uh, handle out. Wow, Samantha Power, lizard lady herself. Okay, wife of Cass Sunstein, the inventor of the complete live system. An individual that I would not be... I would not mind applied to the dumpster. <laughs> Fair enough. We can we could definitely do uh, Cass Sunstein's wife for sure. I wonder if she enjoys uh, you know secretly dating. Uh, you know, I don't know if she's actually doing that, but I mean like I'm sure she has a, a very friendly relationship with uh, Stephen Lerner. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, my inner Glenn Beck is showing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not going there really. And uh, no, I don't watch Glenn Beck. But uh, I thought that was a very funny uh, thing to say. So. Okay, um, um, it's not about requesting first. It's about whoever has the highest super chat after Eddie Vedder, all right? So, like, that's literally how we're rolling uh, tonight. So, super chats are open and also uh, help us keep the lights on uh, for exclusive content uh, for Patreon. So, just to give you guys some context here. And uh, we're going to be launching right into the show. So, awesome. We'll get that started. And I will also uh, get a new window here. Let's see here. Awesome. And uh, get this going. Um, by the way, next episode of Season 17 is tomorrow night. Uh, it will be made available to Patreon Gold Tier live first. It is the uh, infamous, yet-to-be-released uh, Delta Quadra lecture. Uh, you guys think the uh, Wayfarer lecture is painful? Wait till you get a load of this one. So if you want to get in on that, head on over to patreon.com uh, forward slash csjoseph or csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. If you guys want to even know what's even available at Patreon, for us, we made this huge menu. And I mean, like, it's a giant menu of, like, all the private content we had. And, like, it doesn't matter what tier you are. You get to see what's everything that's available. And it's there at csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. It takes you right to the post in Patreon. You don't have to navigate or nothing. Like, it makes it super convenient for you to, like, get to the private content. 
Also, Season 19 episodes uh, for Patreon, Gold Tier, are also about to drop, so be advised, that's coming. And uh, Season 22 is going to drop. In fact, we're going to be taking season the missing episodes of Season 22 and just dropping them all on YouTube at the same time, so that's going to be coming out here very shortly. Uh, to get season 22 there. Although season 22 uh, episodes that have not been released yet will be sent out via email and then eventually brought over to the YouTube channel after the fact. And the fabled season 27, which is eight rules for love. It might disappear. We don't know yet. So just giving you guys a heads up. Uh, it might disappear and uh, we'll be re-releasing that content at a later date. We haven't. Uh, we're still discussing how that's going to happen. So, just giving you guys a heads up as to uh, how that's going to roll. So, let's go to YouTube. Let's not go there. Okay. So that's not the appropriate video. So let's go here. Um, okay. Apparently, does not want to let me do anything. So, let's go to YouTube.com. There we go. And going in here. And then, uh, oh yeah, by the way, the new Picard show is going to come out soon. That's going to be dope. I'm like totally down for that. Eddie Vedder, uh, interview 20, it helps if I spell interview correctly, actually. So what, uh, what year should we do? Okay. How about 2019? Sure. I don't know. Cool. Uh, Eddie Vedder and Joe Buck. All right. I like Joe Buck. Why not? Let's, uh, talks about not knowing his dad. All right. Um, okay. Let's try this one. Tell me guys, if you guys can hear the video, can you hear it? Like, please tell me. Oh my gosh. I think the sound is screwed up. This is not good. Let me, uh, let me get this fixed. Let's do Yeti and let's do that. Let's try it now. Can you guys hear it? Now you know that when I first came here on my bike that day, I could see all this activity and jerseys on the wall and old jackets. And I was, you know, 18, 19. I was like, sure looks fun in there. <laughs> so here's Murphy's bleachers. Awesome. Right across the way, which is a fun. Let's kind of skip ahead a little bit to like the questioning. Listen, you're lucky to catch the story because it's like a hundred plus years in the making. You know, you don't kind of get, you don't come across that intense drama that often. It was unforgettable. And then that's why this thing's kind of cool because it does, it's a place to put those memories. It's a place to put those memories. Gosh, have you ever heard of extroverted sensing more than that? You know, just gotta be like, hmm. It's, it's a place to put those memories, you know, because we got to put our memories in the totems, you know, because, like, I'm Mr. Eddie Vedder, and I am super totemic AF. I could be, like, literally my own shaman, you know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Um, so, by the way, uh, the Discord uh, community uh, pre-typed Eddie Vedder before this show, and they believe he's an ISFP. I have no idea what he is. I don't even know who Eddie Vedder is. Is it weird? Is that weird to me? So let's find out. Let's uh, let's let's find out who he is. Stop it. And once more, you know, you could have gotten in there and been like, "I want to hang out with these guys," or but they're really they're really interesting. 
freaking Charlie Bucket, Willy Wonka, luckiest guy in the world for, for knowing these guys, you know, I've known Theo for 15 years. It's just such a good energy that they've really cultivated. And there were many, many times when that never existed. You know, there's, I think there's a reason why, you know, it's, it's not happenstance and it wasn't just magic. And maybe because of the adversity in the years that they have to, that they all suffered from the 69 Cubs to the 84. Yeah, like, guys, this is not, this is not introverted sensing. Why do, why do you guys honestly think it's introverted sensing? Instead of making a statement saying it's SI, please explain why it's SI in the live stream chat, please. Because all of us here, including myself, is learning. And, uh, I mean, like, I'll be straight. I'm not the best typist in the world when being forced to put in this format because I like to be able to observe people third party from a distance, which means I get it in a lot faster. Or if I have a one-on-one -on -one personal interaction with them, which means I could have pretty good accuracy as long as they're like being honest with me. Because if they're not being honest with me and they're cognitive transitioning because they're like too afraid to like be honest with me because they're afraid of my judgment of them for some reason, as if my judgment of them even matters, you know, then like they're showing me a side of themselves. They're showing me a cognitive transition that's like inaccurate. So then we end up having to like redo the typing session, et cetera, because of that situation. It's only happened about five times in the last year. It does happen, you know, but like, Remember, I'm typing these guys like super quick, you know, uh, and trying my best to like not do initial impressions, but every now and then I make a mistake. For example, I'll tell you an example of a mistake I did make. Drake, I said he was an ISTP when in reality he's an ESTP. So like, um, but you know, if I do make a mistake, I redo it. I own up to it. I redo it. We verify. I have TI parent. TI parent demands verification, right? So at least I verify. So all you people out there whining about my inability to type people, like, seriously, like, I mean, you know, I have my own foot in my own mouth, so don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's it's not a problem. So, okay, cool. Anyway, let's, uh, uh, no, nostalgia is not SI. Nostalgia is not SI. Like, because even ESTPs, which they are the most nostalgic of all the types, let's be honest. Nostalgia is not not necessarily SI, although nostalgia does come from SI, but it's usually coming from SI nemesis or SI critic. It's it's usually not coming from an SI hero or an SI parent. Okay. Or to Ryan Dempster's Cubs. So when Gary when, Woods Cubs, when know, Rizzo squeezed that ball at first base in Cleveland last year, basically that was a win. Mark in... Pryor and Randy Hundley and absolutely. Cubs! Randy Hunley, and absolutely, gosh, um, that almost seems to form an issue in control. I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this interview, though. So we're gonna move on to a different one. I want. I want something real, you know. Talks about not knowing his fa his father. That sounds good. I'm down. We'll do that one. Where Eddie Vedder and Sean Penn into the wild. I don't want to talk to Sean Penn. Not down. Eddie Vedder interview, 1992. Okay, I'm down. We'll try that one. さあ、バルジャムトークシューということでお送りしているこのMTV のような気象なコメント映像を見ていただくんですけど、ボリュームスホーリブルヒアーオーザオーディオアディオ。And it reminds me of some of my really bad audio I had a long time ago. At one point a
I asked people who had a parent die when they were young, what they wish they knew about their parent. I use their answers as fuel for my journals. You did not know your dad. What are a couple things you wish you knew about him? That's a great question, and coming from you, um, I couldn't appreciate it more. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, really, not having known him or, or getting the opportunity to know him, um, of course, I think just deep down, I just would would have wanted to know just, you know, if he loved me and how much, you know. I get the idea that he did, you know. But um, the other nice thing would have been. I'd like to, you know, talking about what his father did in that situation. It's also expert sensing. Then he attached memories to that. Trying to get more out of him to indicate FITE. I am going to put a thing, though, to say that he's very controlled. He just doesn't see movement to me at all. Pretty control. And I could make it the case for informed responding control, but I'm not going to quite, quite yet. Um, for sure. And, oh, and I am going to put a point down for concrete because he hasn't, like, even in the last interview, we didn't even see any abstract points, but let's continue. Been just having, um, you know, someone of my own blood give me some insight of, uh, and, and, you know, what it, what it would be like to Someone of my own blood. Okay, that's an SE statement to making like when you're talking like one's own blood. Give me some insight. Um, I've noticed some TE users say that about TI users. I could probably put like a half a point under TE for that one. Um, but uh, let's keep going. That's questionable. Grow up and, you know, be a man, a good man. And I feel like I had to, you know, figure that stuff out on my own. And just a few. A few guidelines would have would have helped, and and really, there's probably no one that you'd trust more than more than your dad. And uh, you know, by the time adolescence came along, you know, I didn't I didn't really trust any any adults, and uh, all the adults I was just having a hard time at that point. And, yeah, typically when people say you know like that, it's very TE usually when people say that. Every now and then though, like I even say that when I'm cognitive transitioning. So someone who is like a, who has TI and their ego, they can still say that because they're just basically cognitive transitioning into like a TE side to kind of convince their audience to kind of more speak their audience's language, whoever they're around in that particular social interaction. So not enough for me to put a point down for TE, but it is kind of indicative. So statistically speaking. Um, I'm thinking he, he might have been able to help me through some of that. But. He might have been able to help me through some of that. Uh, very, uh, it's all about his feelings. Definitely seems like F-I-T-E in that regard, um, being open about his feelings. Let's, uh, let's look at a different interview. Um, see him, like, want to see him just talk, like, by himself instead of, uh, um, Full-length interview. There, uh, no. Oh my gosh.
can try to remember to... Uh, working with Mark, uh, you said he said it was a collaborative process. I mean, I don't trust anybody enough to uh, uh, raise our child, you know, to just do what they want with something that we uh, made musically. Talking about a brainchild of music. People are like enough people to let them do that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty pragmatic for sure. Okay, so yeah, pragmatic, um, concrete. Uh, so that would mean he's an SP, SCNI. So okay, SP for enough control. A control-based SP means that he would have to be ESTP or ISFP, basically. That's the only choice, but he just seems so responding. Like even though he's like obviously like drugged up there, he's pretty responding. So just based on the current evidence we have, I'm gonna say he's an ISFP, guys. Like just straight up, hey, better it's an ISFP. He's just not really initiating at all. He just keeps responding in that regard. So, but fair enough. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, we'll uh, take it uh, take it from there. So, and uh, get that there. Ooh. Uh, tomorrow's philosopher related uh, uh, related lecture. Those of you that have watched Full Metal Alchemist will come to really appreciate uh, the philosopher lecture tomorrow. Some of you would really come to appreciate that. For sure. And then all of a sudden they'll start to make sense as to why I'm calling those types philosophers. You know what I mean? So, all right. Let's uh, let's get in here. Not switching that device because everything's lagging AF. And then uh, let's see here. New messages today. All right. Looking in here. A couple of $21. I have no idea who Convalk is. Convalk. Uh, so hopefully Sergei Rashmaninoff actually has something good for us. So we'll figure that out. And then it looks like uh, Jordan Spike is next on the list with the next uh, super chat. So fair enough. Let's, uh, let's look at that. Hopefully uh, Convolk actually exists. We'll do blue ink for this one. If we can't find a decent uh, interview, then we'll definitely move on um, cool Henry Kissinger well remember you guys have to have like actual interview footage for me to utilize um, Convoke interview mask gorilla podcast I'm down check this out all right cool Kingdom Hearts and more all right yo what up it's Roger from the mask gorilla podcast and tonight how you doing, man? What's up, dude? Not doing, much, man? dude. What are you up to in LA right now? Right now, I am. I'm recording. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm mad nervous for this interview, man. Uh, I'm recording for. Uh, for my new album, I'm like doing a bunch of work for that, and just seeing all my homies. Uh, I just did a tour with Shinigami, Garden, um, 93 Feet of Smoke, Fatsy, Savage Gasp, uh, Family Pet, etc like more and more special guests and i was on two days of the tour and that like led me to la so we've been kind of hanging out um and 
then yeah, just like predominantly working on the album though. Because a lot of the people just moved out. Been working on the album. He did a lot of name drop in there. That might be indicative of extroverted thinking. So I'm gonna put it. Um, gonna put a point there, but it could be lower uh, extroverted thinking. We'll see. Out here, right? Uh, yeah, and yes, yes, and no. I think a lot of them are planning on moving here. Mm -hmm. So I think Garden has plans to. Uh, I'm not sure if I should talk. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's like sensitive information. Yeah, like there 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 they're, are a few people. They're planning on it. They're living. Kind of interrupted himself there. Uh, might put down a point for initiating on that one. The Airbnb life. They're maybe yeah. checking out some apartments. Checking out some apartments. Well, probably um, not. They're probably just fucking around. And like, oh, we forgot to look at the apartment. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, they're just right now. They're living the Airbnb life, I guess. And uh, I think they're all flying back to New York pretty, pretty mm -hmm. soon. Um, so are you in that Airbnb with them right now? No, no. I'm in a I'm like in a whole different set up uh with like a, i just happened upon like the, the story is too long so i won't tell it but like i'm i'm living living i'm here for like an, another week and a half in like a collective with a bunch of like platinum and diamond french producers wow uh that yeah i just like lucked out on and they're all really really down to earth and they don't view me as like below them because i don't have any accomplishment to that level oh wow Sick. they they view me as like a peer and i think that it's like it's pretty I don't know. It's pretty just like refreshing. So like, it's not the have, same as American industry type who stuff. Who have they produced? Not the same as American industry type stuff. Gosh, it's a little TI there. Gonna have to put a point down for uh, TI. And he might be S-I-N-E. Uh, let's keep going though. Produced for, is it only French songs? They're like French people who yeah, produced they're, for they're, Taylor they're, Swift. They're all like, <laughs> no, they're all diamond like in France with like massive uh, French rappers. And wow, unfortunately, rap. I'm not super aware of French rap. So. Either sorry but uh i'm i'm okay i'm not super aware of french rap talk about his own awareness about something that's introverted sensing um so let's keep going we need a little bit more on his decision making functions aware of like russian rappers but i'm i'm not aware of uh french rappers unfortunately wait so where are you from originally so i was born i was born and raised this is where people get shook i was born and raised in oakland california um well, born and raised in Martina in a hospital in Martina's California, but I was raised in Oakland, California, and uh, and San Leandro, like these two places. And San Leandro, like these two places. Um, yeah, that's more introverted sensing. Talk about his own personal experience. So, or my upbringing. And how old are you? I'm I'm 22. Okay. Uh, and so I was, I was like in those two places. And then I was also like raised in Russia. Like every summer I would go there, um, from the age of like five, uh, to the age of 11 when my mom died. Like I was also raised in Russia talking about additional stories of him in Russia, introverted sensing kind of seems direct, doesn't he? But I'm not so sure the whole summer I would spend in Russia. So like, I would say that that's a pretty big part of my upbringing. Was your mom from Russia? No, my my mom was an American, uh, and my dad's the the Russian guy. Uh, he was like, yeah, he's like a Russian uh, dissident. Like he was like fed up with Russia, and they threw him in prison, and then the Soviet Union collapsed, and then he dipped and came here and started a family, and it didn't work out. But you know, I mean, it didn't work out in the sense of like they didn't stay together and stuff. But I'm I'm here, so I guess it I guess it worked out. So when did they? How old were you when? Talking more about uh, his experience. That was a TI a list of TI facts involving his dad. What his dad valued in that situation. Saying it didn't work out. It's more of an FE statement. 
Not really a TE statement. Looking more like a Crusader here, guys. And uh, seems concrete so far. Oh, thank you. And they split up. Um, I was five months old. Uh, it's like a fucked up story. Like my, my mom was always a really good person to me, but she was, she was kind of. I know you're never supposed to like talk bad about your parents, especially if they're deceased. But I mean, if we're being realistic, she wasn't a very. Wow. I know we're not supposed to talk bad about our uh, parents, especially if they're deceased, but she was really, okay. That's a TI statement and that's pragmatic because anyone who's affiliative wouldn't do that. Especially if they're an introverted sensor, you know, there's no way, there's no way it would happen. So that's pragmatic and that's TI. So, so a pragmatic crusader looking more like an ENTP. Just keep going. Good person to my dad. And she just like one day took me and fled like my dad's house. And he was not like an abusive dude. He was just like a, I don't know, like a normal Russian guy, I guess. Uh, and she just like fled, left with me and like didn't tell him. Where'd she flee where, where to? She was with you. This place called San Ramon. And how old are you? Five months old. Uh, yeah. San Ramon in the Bay, kind of nearby where I am. Oh, yeah. oh, so okay. I, I don't, I don't remember months. anything. Wow. Of, so like, yeah. So basically, for all of my like memory of of my parents' relationship, they were always all of my memory of uh, my parents' relationship. You know, so yeah, got ourselves a crusader on our hands. But which crusader? You know, are we? Uh, is he is he super pragmatic? Like which uh, which one is he? Doesn't doesn't seem affiliative to me. Just not really seeing the affiliative. Doesn't really seem very interest based either. But we'll keep going. It's like a part. So like to me, that was always natural. I know like with a lot of kids that have divorces when their parents are or when they are like 13, their parents get divorced when the kids are like 13, 14, that, that really affects them and stuff. And I, I wouldn't say that it's affected me uh, to that same degree because it's all I know. You know right. what I mean? So you stayed with your mom? Yeah, I was I was with my mom like one week and then my dad the next week. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I got also so like. I was with my mom and one dad the next week, introverted sensing. Again. Alright, so let's go to a different Play Resident Evil 4 or PS2. PS freaking 2, bro. God, I don't really know what to say. Like Wow, let's just wear black all the time because that's almost like what every ENTP does. Huh. Interesting. I really it's really nice to me to know that they like like my shit. Even when it's only in English. Okay, so now he's like super comfortable in his SI, whereas like, you know, he's not comfortable in his other thing, kind of transitioning to maybe to like INTJ Shadow while he's in that interview because he's not comfortable, right? And, you know, someday I want to tour in Russia and speak Russian during concerts and have them be like, what, this American guy who speaks Russian? Just like freak out. But I, I do think I would be like massive in Russia if I had somehow got distributed there, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I wore black cars. I'm wearing black hair. I got black Carhartt pants on. My black uh, Carhartt, uh, you know, like coat somewhere. My wife was wearing gray all day. I mean, hey, you know, we're the monochromatic couple. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not sure how that works. So, so like I was born and and raised speaking both English and Russian at the same time. Like they, my parents would speak to me. My mom would speak to me in English. My dad would only speak to me in Russian. No, okay. You don't only speak to me this way, they speak to me that way, you know. And um, 
seems pretty systematic. He's not really talking about what he gets out of situations either. And uh, he's not really controlled because he's not talking in terms of uh, outcomes. He's just not. And people are interviewing him, asking him for his like past. That's why it's coming out concrete. And um, so, but uh, I mean, from my point of view, he's an ENTP, but I guess let's just keep going. I love VK, but like VK is like super, I don't understand anything about it. Like I just have. Wow, he just, he just initiated again. Like just interrupted himself right there. I don't understand anything about it thing where I just post stuff and I don't know how to promote or like network with people on VK. It's just such like a literally foreign service for me. That I such like a literally foreign service for me. And I could say this because I'm pragmatic AF and I don't really care, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, pragmatic, systematic, you know, you're at, you have an NT on your hands, uh, an initiating NT. So as we ENTJ or ENTP, but we know he's an SI user. So therefore, Convolcus and ENTP, congratulations. You played yourself. So that's uh, that's uh, that's that one. Let's move on. Let's move on. Convolc, the uh, ENTP. You know, I should probably be responsible and like actually record who I'm typing so my team doesn't decide to like uh, throw me in the dumpster in my sleep. So let's, uh, let's make sure that that uh, does not happen I mean, I don't need any secret phone calls to Railgun in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, Chase didn't deliver the goods. You know, you gotta, you gotta throw them in the dumpster. Make sure you do it right over the porch. You oh, know. <laughs> All right. So Convolk is uh, ENTP. We'll get that listed. Awesome. And let's review the super chat list. I am going to remove uh, Convolk from the list. Is deleted. And next one is adding $8 uh, to Samantha Power for 25. Okay. My Chaws, okay. Uh, $3.99 to the Ace family, the Ace family. The Ace family, who is the Ace family? Okay, so Ace family. So it's four, five, six dollars to four ninety nine. okay. And oh, okay, so that's ten dollars and fourteen ninety nine. So that is just a few cents below um, Samantha Power. But then Henry Kissinger already came in at uh, twenty five. But it says like A before that. So is that actually? Let me go into the. Let me actually look into here. So. Henry Kissinger, what does A25 mean? Like, what does that actually mean? Is that a different dollar setup? I don't know what that is. I have no idea of like what currency. Um, okay, I, I'm gonna be ghetto right now. What is this amount in USD? <laughs> um, and maybe I'm just like, bad is that aud I... oh it is aud okay cool so if that's aud that basically means samantha power is uh who we're doing next you know what this math lesson has been brought to you by uh no just kidding um so let's move on here good old uh 
Samantha Power. I'm sure she, I'm sure at night, you know, like uh, when she's with Cass Sunstein, you know, they're, they're constantly talking about uh, the complete live system for the people who are not elderly and, you know, not children, right? I mean, that's my opinion of the uh, complete live system after all. So we'll see how that goes. Not that I'm remotely opinionated about that. No, of course not. CSJ ain't opinionated. Samantha. Called the education of an idealist. Is this your document of realizing how dreadful? The uh, education of an idealist. Okay, fair enough. I'll see how that goes. So. Okay. trying no. to change the world is no. <laughs> pray not no um idealists are people who think the world isn't as it ought to be and i suppose an activated idealist is somebody who then has the gall to think that maybe there's something at least small that they can do to try to make things better and if you're trying to make things better especially now when things aren't going that great last i checked I think we all have a responsibility to learn as we go. And so I learned, I think, how to be more effective at harnessing the tools, limited though some of them are, imperfect though all of them are. I learned, and I think, you know, some of those tools kind of was a TE statement, um, but let's keep going. Are, um, but how to get better at sort of prosecuting my ideals over time in a bunch of different um, venues and incarnations just landing at the point where I thought, okay, I get it. Now I know how to optimize. It doesn't mean I know how to fix X or Y, but, um, but learning along the way about the, the power brokers, what they respond to, incentives, disincentives, to try to be more effective as an idealist in this world. I mean, how did you become an idealist? <laughs> <laughs> um, there have been moments in my life when I was focused on myself and um, a very different potential career path where I was arrested, my attention. Where I was arrested in this way because, you know, I'm an S-I-N-E user. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And was arrested with images of great injustice. And so the, the best example of this, I, I come to America as an immigrant when I'm nine, so I was just a kid, lived in Pittsburgh in 1979, arrived. Lived in Pittsburgh in 1979. You know, here's my history. Introverted sensing while also being the most boring person on camera. At the time where the Pittsburgh baseball team, known as the Pirates, were soaring uh, into playoff glory and would end up winning the World Series the last time they would win the World Series. Um, why does that matter? You might ask for my idealism. Well, I decided that uh, the way to fit in as a new immigrant to America was to learn everything there was to know about baseball. I care. I decided to fit in because, you know, I'm a TE user, and if you don't know anything about baseball when you move to America, then you're obviously not a good American, you know, so in order to fit in, in order my TE popularity, to increase my TE popularity, I need to fit in, guys, so I'm going to learn about baseball, you know, because I'm an obvious, you know, philosopher type, LOL, yeah, okay, fair enough. Carried this obsession forward with me all the way through university. I got to go to Yale University, an amazingly rich academic environment, very politically progressive on campus, all kinds of causes I could have attached myself to. All kinds of causes that I could attach myself to because I am affiliative. Yes. And that's all I care about.
doing the right thing. And I have authority over you because I know how to do the right thing better than you do. So you get your pragmatic ass out of here and into the dumpster where it belongs because I'm Samantha Power and I'm going to put it in the dumpster if you, if you don't change your ways. Don't worry. My husband, he's going to throw up, you know, he's going to throw all that complete live system down your throat. I had no interest. And now we know why Americans can't take control of their own health care, you know, like order their own blood tests whenever they want, for example. Sport, sport, sport. I was the play-by-play -play voice for the Yale men's basketball team, like color commentary for the Yale baseball team. I was on a half-hour sports night. Look at all these achievements, all these TE achievements. Yay. I'm a TE user. While being concrete. Awesome. And my system for being a great American is to learn everything there is to know about baseball. Okay. Wait, so I'm an obvious SJ, you know. Nightly talk show, this was my life. And yet one of my summers during university, as I was interning at the CBS network affiliate in Atlanta, Georgia, and as I was taking notes faithfully on an Atlanta Braves baseball game so as to cut the highlights for the sports section of the evening news, the footage from Tiananmen Square beamed in on the CBS feed that I only accidentally saw. Like if it was, you know, me. That I only accidentally saw, okay. All right, I need to get him to like talk for a second. Julie became. Wow, she's still going in this interview. Ah, oh, I need a different interview. It will be difficult to rebound, rebound from Trump, says former U.S. Some US influencers climb to the top from the inside. Other... ...looking out for them. You're seeing jobs, work, production migrate to other, other countries besides the United States. Countries like Vietnam benefiting from the tariffs uh, and products and prices uh, you know, going up in this country in a way that's going to just hurt the ordinary consumer. So I think it's worrying, and I think going into election year, you see President Xi um, kind of sitting back and feeling as if uh, the bargaining advantage shifts into his corner. Do you expect a resolution before the election? It depends on how much President Trump is willing to, to concede, um, how much face he feels like he's going to lose. Um, but oh, she's so right about that. Trump is all about saving face. Mm -hmm. But, you know... I, I know one thing, and that's that President Trump will put his own political fortunes above the welfare of the workers that he claimed to, to be representing. And it sounds like you think that President Xi might have the stronger hand at this point. Well, I think it's shifted a lot you know, over time, you know, and, and uh, as, again, these underlying concerns about the economy surface, uh, there's some evidence that President Xi's line is getting harder and harder as, as time passes, but it's not... Harder and harder as time passes. It's it's more of like an it's like an observation. She's not really talking so much about outcomes here in this particular case. We have to put a point down for movement. We know she's direct. I mean, it's, it's looking ISTJ here, but let's verify against ESTJ. Doing any favors for the Chinese economy either. So this is just a uh, sort of mutually assured destruction at the present, and it's a shame uh, that it wasn't handled in a more professional way from the beginning. And an adjacent issue, Hong Kong. Yes. What do you anticipate happening there, Samantha? Do you think the Chinese military might intervene? I'm, I'm worried about that. One of the stories I tell in the book is... Worried. Worried about the Chinese military intervening. Wow. She's worried about that. 
She's worried about the other experience, the experience that other people are going to have. Sounds very ISTJ to me because that's like SE Nemesis. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's also another point for movement because she's just expressing concern without actually stating an outcome. You know what I'm saying? There's no actual outcome. She just keeps responding to that over and over and over again. Anyway, I'm convinced she's an ISTJ. So and it makes a lot of sense. Though Cass Sunstein, I mean, at least, you know, her husband looks visually like a an INTP. So I, I don't, I mean, at least they have really super high emotional compatibility. Um, who knows what other compatibility they uh, may or may not uh, have, you know. But uh, more on that later. I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not a fan of Samantha Power or Cass Sunstein. I'm just really not a fan of those people. I personally think they're arrogant and... Uh, for them to like tell me that I have to live my life my life according to you know what they define as the betterment of mankind from their uh, authoritarian government point of view is a direct assault on any form of pragmatism that I as a pragmatic type would ever want to exercise in my life. And that level of authoritarian approach, I don't think that's appropriate for anyone in government. It's just not. I think the pragmatic needs to be fairly represented in government and um, these people obviously don't care about that. So it's pretty sad. Now let's move on to the next one. Okay. So, um, so Australian dollars. Okay, so the ace family, hopefully that's just one person because if it's like an entire group of people, I'm gonna tell you to like change it. So, cause that's like cheating and I'm not down for that, but uh, hopefully it's just one person. So the Ace family um, interview, please be like one person. The Ace family reveals, oh, it's two people. Yeah, that's like, hmm, I don't know. You're gonna have to pick one. Reveal all in Ellen's burning questions. Let's do this one. Trying for baby two. Austin and Kathy. You knew right away? I knew. At dinner? Well, not even at the dinner. I knew as soon as I met her. Where did you guys meet? We met at a... It was a handshake, and that was pretty much it. And that's how I knew, though. <laughs> hey, she wants to make that very clear. Right. LA's Hip Hop Morning Show. The Cruise Show. All right, with over 3 million subscribers, 404 million combined views on their channel on YouTube, recently engaged. Aww. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. The Ace family from YouTube is on The Cruise Show. Welcome them. Re really quick, before we clap it up one more time for them. All right. How about, like, don't clap again, and we just skip ahead? A little weird, right? No, uh, this is good. You guys are good people. You guys vibe with us, so yeah. it's perfect. It's I think you guys are more comfortable on camera, right? Yeah. Nah, well, is... we're used to the edits, you know? <laughs> ah, edit, editing is a, is a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a different story than good this, thing. but it's uh, Absolutely. It's nice. So we started off, what, prank? All right, that Austin guy, he is initiating. Um, so, um, all right, Austin. And then... Um, can't believe I'm doing this. Don't don't do this again, guys. In terms of like going for couples like this, but I mean, eh, I'll I'll do my best. But uh, anyway, Austin's initiating. Um, pretty pretty obvious. Pranking people. Yeah, Plank I wouldn't pranks. really what call it doing? that. Uh, we first started out. Well, we're known as as a family vlogging channel. Uh huh. Um, we did have a prank that went viral. That kind of you know put us over the top. Sure. That get us you know known. And it was funny because it was on my dad. 
Yeah. And we, we didn't think nothing of it. And uh, we threw that prank on him where I act like I scratched his car. And that was exactly a year ago. Yeah, my dad's a little crazy. So, he, you know, he ripped his shirt and then that, he, they got the views. And then uh, from there, we, uh, we just grew from there. Yeah, we, we got like a couple of viral videos from then on. And then we just started growing and growing. We started doing things that people don't usually do right. in the YouTube world. Yep. And I think I we, know, I think we just started learning to be more consistent. That sure. was the biggest thing. Yeah, right. A lot, of, keep, YouTube, yeah, a lot of YouTubers don't. He keeps initiating. Uh, she's responding uh, based on what I could tell so far. Uh, he initiated again. Oops. Uh, hold on. Let's go back there. Initiated again. Um, I'm going to have to put a point down for SI for him, put point down for SE for her. But let's keep going. No, understand like that's the biggest thing on YouTube is to be consistent. Put another video up. Put exactly, another video up. Exactly. Is there, is there a the biggest thing on YouTube is to be consistent. That's actually a TI fact. Um, so that is uh, blue for TIFE so far. Timeline for these videos or is it when you're just feeling it? Uh, some people put a timeline. They usually give them, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or they say every day. But we kind of just go with the flow because yeah. we don't want to, you know, break someone's heart by not posting a video the day we promise. Well, fans. Why not post the video the day we promise? Okay, yeah, that's fine, but he doesn't always do that. But that was still a systematic re response. That was not exactly interest-based at all. That was systematic. Um, and uh, I'm going to delete. Oops. I'm going to get rid of this little tick mark because those tick marks are not accurate to what we're doing here. Yeah, they, they're waiting for it, and okay. if they don't see exactly. it, now they're heartbroken, and they're like, well, you guys have let us And they're upset, and we don't want to get our supporters upset. how hard it is. Like, we just have to be creative and come up with things every single day. Yeah. And, I mean... We just have to be creative and come up with things every single day, because I live in the moment AF, because I'm extroverted sensing. Mm-hmm. As I have food in my mouth. Railgun's food is dope. Mm. Outside of YouTube, we have a life. You know, we have businesses, we have a baby, and we have right? a lot of things to do. So YouTube isn't the only gig here. Nah. I mean, YouTube I mean, is the main thing. It's our lifestyle. It's what we do, and it's what makes our businesses even bigger. And you Talking about business, making it even bigger because, you know, I'm Catherine, I'm TEFI, which means I am a Wayfair type, LOL, super Wayfair, but I'm a responding Wayfair. So automatically responding Wayfair, that means uh, she's either ISFP or INTJ. So let's put that down. Uh, but she doesn't seem informative to me, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, and uh, for him, let's keep going. You know, it, it makes us more successful as yeah. far as that. But exactly. YouTube is the main thing that we do, and we take it really seriously. It's our career now, and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we take our fans seriously. You know, we we try to do everything based off of, you know, the platform that we've created. No, she seems way more direct than that. I'm going to have to put direct responding movement. She's definitely movement for sure, and uh, she seems to be direct. So direct responding movement for her, which means Catherine's an INTJ. So there you go. We got Catherine. Let's move on to the next one. Sure, sure. You guys are very busy. Obviously very young as well. Okay, uh, Mandolin Gleason. I have said many times that I will not be typing Adolf Hitler on this channel whatsoever. Uh, while I have hinted at his type, 
Uh, I can say for a fact that he is not an INFJ uh, in as much as people claim that Trump is an ESTP. You know, that's like a, it, it's just not accurate. So um, I will not be typing Adolf Hitler whatsoever. I will just tell you that he's not an INFJ. If you want me to type somebody else, Amanda, please choose somebody else and get that information for me uh, straight up. Uh, great looking. Leanne Litzenberger. She does remind me of Ariana Grande, but uh, Ariana Grande is like far more responding than that. Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree couple by the way oh, appreciate uh, you. Yeah, great looking family <laughs> thank, thank you, you Lachetto. yeah thank you uh, um and you guys are inviting fans over uh anna anna isabel de jesus uh if you would like perhaps you could throw in a super chat and uh spice some things up for us you know what i'm saying get, get a little spicy in here are, are, are they going to come over to the new house what are we, we doing are. we promised them that as soon as we move into our new house we have Ooh. all our Wow, Bernie Sanders, the INFP, please don't do that to us. Furniture. We're going to have a sleepover. We're going to invite a few of our fans to come over. Yeah. We want to yeah. do it the right way, too. We want to make sure that, you know, they're comfortable. We have a sleepover. We're going to invite a bunch of people over to do that because, you know, like, I am in, I am initiating LOL, and I am super movement, and I'm informative, informed, initiating movement, you know, and uh, and it's like, oh, super NE and whatnot. Gosh, like, so he's a starter type and he's S-I-N-E-T-I-F-E. So he is either, uh, Austin here is either E-S-F-J or he is E-N-T-P. So let's keep going. I don't want to just like be like, boom, he's an E-N-T-P quite yet. I want to get some more verification on this. You know what I'm saying? So let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. They got to sign some papers. They got to, you know, but it's going to be fun though. Parents stay as well. I think so. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough, yeah. right? Just to make sure it's... Wow. An ENTP saying fair enough? No, it never happens. It's all safe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the toughest part about being young parents? Young, beautiful parents? Oh, man. I think there is no tough part, to is be honest right? with you. I think it's all fun because we get to just act crazy. Well, especially me. I'm just a crazy person. By and nature. My, my daughter. Exactly. I'm just crazy. And my daughter, she just... I just we just young and just She's like to, just to have we fun. We honestly have a really great kid. She's yeah. such a good baby. I've never had a sleepless night with her. You know, wow. I've, I, she's such a good baby. She hardly. And she's getting her, her like vaccination. She was it's because their kid is likely an INFJ. Just saying, INFJs are like super easy at babies. Just saying. Getting yeah, her vaccinations, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, you guys are so mean. <laughs> no, right? God. It was a really hard. Come on, that's adorable. To make. That's just yeah. adorable. But she's man. gonna grow up and she's gonna have all of this footage to look yeah. at, like my parents. That's the great filmed. thing about. She loves being on camera. Oh, it's crazy. Already. I, and, and she's only a year old. She loves being on camera. She well, loves people. She um, she's just made for this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Were you guys meant? Yes, I already did Yang. He's an INTJ. I, I actually like the guy. I don't like his policies, but I mean, him and I could have lunch. For the camera, did you guys always want to be celebs or did you want to be? Man, someone tell that dude to stop talking. To be inspirational sure. and help people and... And this this lifestyle that we have now was never in the in the cards for me. I mm -hmm. never I never imagined it, but it has happened. And, and when it happens, it, and it's great, you it's, roll with it. Yes, yeah. and it's amazing. And I'm very blessed, and I wake up very happy every day. And I love what I do. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a little different story. He's different. Why? Uh, well, I've had D one college basketball D one college basketball scholarship. Okay. And you know, people who get outside of the basketball life they like to play video games aside from the basketball but me i like to be in front of the camera so i was in the, when the vine world came out i was being in front of the vine had a couple of vine following um then when instagram came out I did the whole instagram stuff and then my senior year of college is when she got pregnant and she moved out to washington with me she was a real one for that yeah yeah, yeah. um she moved out to washington with me 
And when we moved back to L.A. after I graduated. Gosh, it's so hard being able to tell them between like concrete abstract. But I got to I really got to go to concrete with this guy. I just got to. He's not really talking about he's not really talking about abstract concepts at all. He sounds sounds super concrete, you know. I mean, you, I I mean, unless you guys are seeing something, I'm not here. It seems so ESFJ to me. We weren't really too sure what we were gonna do because we were gonna go overseas, but the overseas looks weren't good enough for my family going all the way overseas. Okay, so I was like, damn, we got to put food food on the table. Yeah, now where we were you financially during all this? It was tough. It was tough. It was well, tough. Well, luckily, I've worked hard my entire life and had so much in savings that I was like, you know what? We got this. Like, we're going to like see what happens if we go overseas. If we don't go overseas, you know, like, everything's going to work out for us. And but it was tough. Luckily, it, tough. it did. Yeah. And yeah. We had some things on my own. Yeah, get to work, man. And so, like, after in between trying to make a decision, I started looking on YouTube because we didn't know what YouTube yeah, he's he's having a hard time making decisions, you know, from because uh, he's like it seems like he's so any child with it. I'm gonna have to put him down for ESFJ. I'm just not seeing the ENTP. I'm really not, and he seems very affiliative. I'm not seeing any pragmatic related things there whatsoever. So uh, definitely going with ESFJ for uh, for that. So I'm putting in. Uh, the Ace family in my notes, and then we have Austin equals ESFJ, and then we have Catherine equals INTJ, which equals a bronze pair. If you guys like to know more about relationship compatibility, head on over to csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. Look at that huge ass menu of content that we have behind our paywall. You could spend five bucks, get like, you know, decent stuff. Because remember, guys, we don't do Q&A live streams anymore. Q&A public live streams, they're all for patrons only. So if you want to get your questions answered without having to get the more expensive coaching option, get in on our uh, private Q&As for patrons. And that's csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. Get silver tier. It's only five bucks a month. I mean, come on. Just five bucks. Who cares, right? It's, it's not a problem. You get full access to that. You're good to go. Gold tier, though, you get the private lectures, you get to learn about the golden pairs, you get to learn about how to become the best you with season 14 and season 19. If you want to know a little bit more about season 14, if you become a silver patron, you get at least one episode from season 14 to kind of wet your tongue on that. We have 10 episodes available right now for season 14, and I believe we have, shoot, nine episodes for season 19 so far. So it's a lot of content you could probably binge on like a weekend or something. So it's pretty dope. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing as hashtag commercial is now over. Uh, let's keep going. So, awesome. And yes, Railgun makes excellent steak. She, she's really good at cooking meat. Uh, cooking meat is, uh, is pretty good. Of course, her dad is like super good at cooking meat too. Um, and, you know, uh, but I, in my personal opinion, I think she's uh, much better uh, than her father. Um, and uh, tonight we had uh, Surf and Turf. Surf and Turf was uh, exquisite. Um, so very thankful for her dope, dope-ass cooking, you know what I'm saying? As she's, like, trying to tickle me under the uh, table right now. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's keep going on to the next one, and let's pull up who's next. Um all right, cool. Um, wow, gosh, Dwayne Chapman, really? That's gonna be fun. 
All right, Emma Stone for 22 total. Uh, and what did Amanda ask for? I really need to know. Did like Amanda actually choose? She wants Arnold Schwarzenegger. Awesome. Okay. Although I think we did Arnold before, but, or maybe we didn't actually. No, we haven't done Arnold before. Um, also, guys, if you want to know who we've typed already, csjoseph.life, scroll to the very bottom of the screen and click the famous persons button. It'll take you to the famous people page. And then there you go. While you're at it, give us your email so you get sent to TypeGrid. And by the way, I'm about to re-release the TypeGrid of Temperament Matrix as well as the Quadra Matrix as well. Going to have a third document in there talking about Quadras and whatnot. That'll be pretty dope. So uh, get your email in there so you guys can be uh, set up to get that. csjoseph.live, check that out. Okay, so who's next here? Kind of hard because like hashtag got to do math. Uh, Adya Shanti at 21, kind of. Oop, Emma Stone. Looks like Emma Stone is front runner right now. Definitely uh, looks uh, front runner to me. Gotta delete this one. Gonna delete this one because we already did that. And then gonna do this one as well. Gonna delete that. And then uh, let's see. Gonna delete this one as well because we don't need that one anymore. And uh, yes, lots of Ace family removals here. All right, cool. So. And uh, Glenn Gould, Tori Amos, um, and uh, let's see who else here. I'm trying to do math. So, okay, so that means Emma Stone is top right now. Okay, Emma Stone it is. We're going to do Emma Stone, and we're going to do her in red ink, because why not? Emma Stone. Why is that so familiar, that name? Maybe I saw her in a movie one time. We'll see. All right, cool. Emma Stone interview. Oh, her. That Emma Stone. Okay. 73 questions with Emma Stone. Why not? All right, here we are. Let's see. Um... And my enemies. What's Hollywood really like? It's a mixed bag. What's the best thing about New York City? The plays. What country in the world would you love to visit? Oh, man, there's too many to name. Do, let's go with Costa Rica. Name one thing you can't live without. Uh, love, in whatever form that takes. What's one thing you like to have with you? Whatever form that takes. Gosh, it's almost like mocking at the same time. That's pragmatic. <laughs> and uh, gosh, I don't know if it's FIT or whatnot. Um, she looks like she's dressed like an SI user, at least, so we'll see how that goes. I don't want to do this interview anymore. I want something else, something a little more, bit more real. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence have a lot in common. Uh, okay, actors on actors, funny moments. Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson, no. All right, Emma Stone on Ellen. I'm down for Ellen. kind of stood pointing at the ceiling yeah sorry well, it's about hard. That. you probably didn't know the song and so i should uh you know but instead i decided to point to the ceiling sorry about that it's kind of like an fe statement actually all right put one point down for fe 
It's a, it caught you by surprise. It caught me by surprise. It yeah. caught me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good yeah. to see you. And the last time you were here, uh, you actually did dance dares for us. Yes. They were very... Yes, Mr. Shadow Quick. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. We've done Ellen here so many times on this channel. Perhaps you can remember that we have uh, done that so many times. Kind of get into like the lay of the land a little bit when it comes to how Ellen does her approach. So, yeah, they have to tell the celebrities the questions they're going to ask ahead of time. Not all of them can remember, but, you know, that's why we skip around multiple interviews. Very popular. They got a lot of views. I heard that. Yeah, a whole backstage. lot of views. Like that's millions and millions of views. Let's show people if uh, she was dance-staring people backstage. Fair enough. That's actually funny. And I still haven't seen the segment where you showed that. Oh, really? I really we'll show it to you. It. We'll share it either during commercial or something. We'll show you okay. when we got you. Because it was like we acted like we were just chatting and you had no idea someone was behind you the whole on time. On the commercial break. Yeah, on the commercial break. He's like on the chair. Yeah, he was literally. Some of the stuff I saw. Sitting on the chair. Well, we'll find that. All right. Some of the stuff I saw. That's an SI statement. Gosh, it's another, uh, another crusader. Um, I, wait, really quickly, sorry oh. to interrupt, but you don't I have just... to be quick. Oh, wait, real quick, because, like, I'm initiating. Okay, cool. Take I wanted... your time. Okay, I just wanted to say thank you for something, okay. because I saw you in a restaurant. Yes. About a year ago. I didn't know you. And we didn't, well, we had never met We'd before. We had never met. And, and I walked by you, and, you know, I didn't want to say anything, because... Anyway. And I walked by you, and you know, hey, I didn't want to say anything because you know that wouldn't be appropriate, yeah, because I might be feeling be creepy weirdo. And so I sat down, and I was I was having a meeting with someone who's one. Didn't want to be creepy weirdo. I could put a point down for affiliative, but sometimes, like even ENTPs and our cognitive transitioning, while they are pragmatic, they could be affiliative as well. But we'll verify just in case. My heroes and always has been Cameron Crow. Yes. And I was just so excited to be meeting him. And I was meeting him at just as a general meeting. And you came over while we were eating. She put her hands on both of our shoulders. And you said, whatever you two do, it'll be great. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you two do, it'll be great. That's funny. And you walked away. And Cameron went, were we just blessed by Ellen? <laughs> were we just blessed by Ellen? That's actually hilarious as well. Awesome. Okay. Uh, kind of have to go systematic. It doesn't seem very interest oriented. I, was like, I think we were, and we didn't have anything in the works. And then a couple weeks later, he was like, "I've got an idea," and we've been working on this thing ever since, and it's been the greatest experience of my life. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, but, but we keep, we always talk about you blessed us. That's you made this happen. That's hilarious. I remember walking around going, "That was the stupidest thing I've ever done." Why? Why would I put my hands on Cameron Crowe and Emma Stone, I don't even know her, and go, whatever y'all are going to do, it's going to be great. And I walk away going, oh, God, you're an idiot. <laughs> All right, let's do another interview. Okay. Billy on the street with uh, Emma Stone. Has a hard time maintaining your chill hit meeting Hillary Clinton backstage. I love Emma Stone's personality. Uh, elf character caught Orlando Bloom's attention. Uh, Graham spices up Anne Stone, the Graham Norton show. Chelsea lately has asked about her personal life. That might be better. Let's try that one.
is so good. Get out of town. I watched it last week on my iPad. Oh. It's so good. You guys have to see this movie. This is your big, big. This is going to be a big movie for you. Oh, well, knock on something. I don't know. Knock on wood, girl. Yeah, it's right man. there. Okay. Or you can knock on Chewy's wood. It's a little smaller. <laughs> wow. That was inappropriate. <laughs> Did you have a good time last night at the VMAs? I had a great time. That was fantastic. It was fun. Wasn't that it? What was a great really party. Fun. I know. It was great. Everybody was really wasted. It, uh, <laughs> did you go to the I didn't go to the party after. I no, went. I went to I didn't drink before the show because, you know, I want Wow, the ENTJ like interviewer needs to shut up so we can actually like move through this. I had to be present, but I drank a lot after the show. And I was with a bunch of friends, and then we got to bed at around 3. But you, but you seem, like, fresh. No, awake. I work better on a hangover, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> what did you do? You didn't go to any parties? You went straight home? I went to Mel's. Mel's drive-thru? I went to Mel's, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, got that's a good... grilled cheese, and that was it. And Alone, or we... I went to Mel's and had a grilled cheese. Okay, that's pretty T.I., very S.I.N.E. So she's obviously a crusader type. Like, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She's a crusader type, but which crusader? Are you with anybody else? <laughs> She, like, just seems so uncomfortable to be there. She's kind of like, ugh, why do I care? You know what I mean? So I'm, like, leaning towards, like, ISFJ ENTP for her on that side. No, Chelsea is not an ENTP. Oh, ESTP? I could see that ar I could see that argument. Maybe. We'll see. She kind of she seems, like, a little bit more TE hero, honestly, because she was, like trying to take credit for all that awesome partying, which ESTPs don't necessarily do that unless they're telling a cool story. But it seems like for her, she was taking pride in that, whereas an ESTP wouldn't. Like with a couple other people. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really, be really sad if I went there by alone. myself and cried over a grilled cheese. <laughs> so tell everyone about the movie. It's about a girl. I went over there and sat and cried over a grilled cheese. It's an FU statement. Girl who uh, inadvertently starts a rumor that she loses her virginity and then kind of decides to continue with it when the rumors spiral out of control. And helps guys and it helps other people in the right. school become cooler by having sex with them. Right, fake sex with them for fake money. Right, which is right. really a nice thing to do. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> you know, why not tell a story about that? Well, I thought so, you know, why not tell a story about that? It seems pragmatic, not really affiliative, but let's keep going. Uh, come on. Well, I always think if you could go back in high school and help the people that weren't cool by having, like, I want to go to high schools now and have sex with little boys. Right? <laughs> wow, that is, like, super pragmatic and gross, and wow. You know? Because someone, you feel so bad when you go through that stage when people are made fun of, and you feel like if you could go and help them cool out, I would. Yes. <laughs> That's something you should think about doing, Emma. Yeah, that's something you should think about doing. Okay, that's something you should, S-E, you should think about that, T-E, that's S-E and T-E, that's a Wayfarer sentence. So Chelsea is a Wayfarer, okay? Like, seriously, she's a Wayfarer. She's not an ESTP, no. I'm going. Yes, hashtag pedo alert. I'm gonna do, we could do it together. We could do I mean, you know, there's a reason why I said Wayfarers, especially ENTJs, they can kind of get a little rapey, let's be honest. Like, it's true. Like, ENTJ, I, I mean, okay, story time with C.S. Joseph. Railgun and I were out at a nice Thai restaurant in uh, downtown Sac recently, and uh, we watched this ENTJ woman on a date with an ISFJ dude just sitting there, and we were in the table next to them, and I'm like, I psychoanalyzed them all and, you know, and we were like kind of snickering to ourselves over about like how like 
this ENTJ woman just wanted this ISFJ dude. And he got super creeped out by her. He got super, like, uncomfortable. He starts texting his friend, you know, uh, mid-conversation and to, to tell his friend to call him. And his friend called him. He's like, hey, I got to take this. He gets the phone. He's like, yeah, man, what's up? Trying to play it off and pretending, you know, as if, like... Uh, and he's just trying to use it to get away from her. He's like, hey, you know, I got to go on this date. It was obviously it was their first date. You know, hey, man, I got to go. You know, and she's she stands up with him and she's like, you know, well, can we go back to your place? You know, and he's like, are you sure that's a good idea? Which is ISFJ informative for like, get away from me. You know what I'm saying? It was the most cringy thing I've ever seen. Like, come on, you know. So anyway, just just it, it's, it's always funny to me. But I mean, hey, you know. You know, the types that are kind of, uh, uh, you know, the, the types that like that behavior from ENTJs, well, they happen to be crusaders. So, you know, but, you know, ultimately, you know, they got to have self-respect or crusaders have to have uh, self-respect, you know, from like mature ones. So, you know, mature ones probably not going to be down for that. But, you know, just being straight. I could tell that uh, Emma Stone here is like super uncomfortable by this person in the process. We're together in our, our new massage chair. We have a new massage chair that's oh. backstage. I didn't even know we had it. Is it, tell them about this. Oh my God. I walked into the dressing room and it's the best dress. First of all, you have the best dressing room ever. First of all, you have the best uh, uh, dressing room ever because I'm an initiate and I'm also movement. So I'm informative initiating movement because I'm Emma Stone, LOL. And like, I'm going to talk about this dressing room. Then I'm talking about your dressing room because I, you know, I'm all effy about it because like I have like likely have effy child, you know, because I'm an ENTP, LOL. I know. I didn't even know that was down there. There's like, can no, but I mean, even before you see the massage chair, there's candy and all this food and all this great stuff. And then you look over and there is a pimped out massage chair and you just sit back no and joke. climax. <laughs> wow. Like. It's just uh, not exactly my cup of tea. I'm kind of like grossed out by this uh, by this show. Anyway, there you go. Emma Stone, ENTP-ing it out. So there you go. And yes, uh, Chelsea is quite uh, annoying. All right, Emma Stone. And we're going to, it uh, looks like we're doing Henry uh, Kissinger next. Um, so going to delete um, the Emma Stoneness, and then uh, going to, yep, yeah, we deleted the Emma Stone awesome possum. All right. And we are on to Henry Kissinger. Dope. Le Henry. Hashtag obvious INTJ is INTJ, right? Uh, that's what everyone tells me Henry Kissinger is. Like, I think, like, the internet basically believes he's uh, INTJ, but let's verify that. Let's see if he really is an INTJ, if we can actually get some decent interview footage of the man, you know, who said, never let a crisis go to waste. Or was that really Henry Kissinger? Who knows? Who knows? All right, Henry Kissinger. Awesome. Kissinger, awesome. And let's go back in. All right. Henry Kissinger on the Dick Cavett Show. All right, cool. Let's look at him earlier. <laughs> Thank you. 
I say. The politician that I was closest to was Nelson Rockefeller, who never even made it to the presidential nomination. Mm -hmm. The politician I used to be almost most opposed to. Wow, so direct, and he's already name-dropping, because, like, why not? So direct and a TEFI. Okay, let's keep going. Was Richard Nixon. And certainly your colleagues so, were... Uh, so the, the last thing that ever occurred to me was that I would become a major figure in the Nixon administration. And indeed, when Mr. Nixon invited me to call on him at the Pierre Hotel and offered me a job, I didn't realize that he had offered me a job for three days and had to call me another time to make clear that that had in fact occurred. But it wasn't a dream come true even when it happened of, oh boy, now I'm... Well, you talk. And so I had been with one foot in the government, but it makes, but when you're a consultant, you're in a totally different position than as a chief actor. Somebody asks your opinion uh, for a variety of motives, the least of which is that. Somebody asks your opinion for a variety of motives. That is an abstract statement. Uh, and that seems to be an SE statement as well, more TEFI, let's keep going. He wants to do what you're telling him. Uh, when you are a principal, you have to make or contribute to making the final decisions. That never occurred to me that that would happen. So it wasn't a dream come true. You talk about so many people in the book um, in, well, personal portrait ways. And a lot of those have been excerpted in, in the magazine. Pictures of the way we were supposed to think of them in those days. Um, why? Could you tell what the, his personal impact was on you, why he was so admirable? Well, first of all, you have to remember when, when I went to China. All right, Lisa TJ, what does introvert intuition have to do with motives? Because expert intuition and expert sensing is more aware of motive because they're looking at other people's motives because it's external, aka extroverted. It's not internal. Introvert intuition is more well aware of one's own motives, basically, not not uh, other people's motives. Now, introvert intuitive heroes, they're very paranoid over other people's motives. And introvert intuition parents are very critical towards other people's motives because you have expert intuition nemesis versus expert intuition critic, right? So those cognitive functions, the lower functions is where those negative aversions to other people's motives usually come from. So... Be aware of that, uh, you know, in that context, because it's confusing to say that introvert intuition is aware of motives, because it's not actually true. I knew nothing about China. That's a great qualification for a secret mission, but it happens to be true. <laughs> uh, secondly, I could not prepare myself very. I know nothing about China. Uh, he's being honest. Uh, some of that FI authenticity. Uh, but also uh, saying that it was necessary for qualification. Systematically, I could not ask the Central Intelligence Agency to give me a sketch of the personalities because I couldn't tell them. Where I couldn't give them a schedule of personalities. That was very systematic uh, in that uh, line of thinking. Um, so kind of seems a little bit responding. He hasn't initiated any points. Let's keep going. I was going. So it's one of those few experiences you have when you are an adult. Yeah, as any, you would be lower, Lisa. Which have some of the quality of childhood about them, that everything is totally new. And everything you saw was 
was an experience he hadn't had before. Wasn't an experience he had had before. That's an SE statement. Talking about other people's experiences. Seems like a Wayfair type, a responding Wayfair. So ISFP, INTJ. I had no idea about Joe and I, and you're quite right. I had the same thought in the 50s that everyone else had did, that the Chinese were revolutionary neo-madmen. In fact, Joe and Lai was ideologically very hostile to us. And had he lived and in the long evolution of history in 20... Had he lived in the long evolution of history, T-E-S-E... And the years we might again find ourselves on opposite side. At that particular moment, he was a man of extraordinary intelligence. He was a man of extra. He was a man, I see, of extraordinary intelligence. T. One of the most intelligent people I've ever met. How One of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Very T. Hmm. You see that in his range of knowledge. Well, first of all, he wise enough to understand that in our relationships between China and the United States, there were very few concrete issues to be settled at that moment and that therefore it was best to discuss general approaches and make them as parallel as it was best to discuss general approaches very systematic statement very systematic statement if i've ever heard one let's keep going as we could i mean when I we did this as we could okay or se guys i'm not seeing him talk about his own experience here i first met him I had prepared a long speech. Normally I spoke from notes, but on that occasion I thought it was sufficiently important I prepared a speech. Oh, and I prepared a speech because, you know, I'll forget it if I don't because I'm an obvious INTJ. So there you go, guys. Karen Henry Kissinger is an INTJ. So, INTJ. Hold on, I'm going to save my document famous people january 2020 save it so i don't lose it so i don't get uh, thrown into the dumpster by my team uh because i need this to post this lovely information for you folks so you don't end up paying super chats for the same type of people over and over and over again or the same person etc and of course uh Oh, okay. For a second there, I thought Railgun was memeing me, but instead she's actually showing me a bouquet of flowers. That's a nice bouquet of flowers. Although, let's be honest, Railgun's got some spicy memes. She's the memeiest. One of the greatest memers I've ever seen. Um, she's also been doing some of the content for our Instagram recently. If you've checked out some of the Instagram that we've had, I think she's been doing a pretty good job. That uh, recent INTP post actually ended up getting... Uh, almost 500 likes and is the highest in company history. I was very impressed uh, with that as well. All right. So let's see. Uh, okay, so... All right, so it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger is technically next as I delete this one here. And then I delete uh, the next one here. Awesome. So is Arnold next? Is Arnold next? And yes, looks like Arnold is next. Cool. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Schwarzer. 
Okay, I'm not even going to bother spelling out the rest of his name. There's no, no point in doing that. Um, uh, INFJ, INF Yotun, don't do it or I'll ban you. Um, so, okay. All right, Arnold. Cool. Uh, politics suck. Um, interview with Affair with Maid, Maria Shriver. Arnold Schwarzenegger here for his first live interview about his autobiography, Total Recall, my unbelievably true life story. It's on sale now. It covers Arnold's whole life, from a rough childhood in Austria to his string of successful careers, bodybuilding and business. Oh, that yeah. poll. Let's start out with some politics right now. You're still a Republican, right? Yes. But you haven't yet... You're still a Republican, right? What a question. Committed to Mitt Romney, why? Well, I always wait until the last minute because there are some very interesting debates coming up. And I think that it's always nice when you see both of the candidates next to each other and uh, debate the issues and then you can compare notes. I mean, so there's still no a reason. chance you could vote for President Obama? It's, uh, this, I'm open-minded and I want to hear what everyone has to say and then... Uh, I'm also not one that... I'm open-minded, and I want to hear what everyone has to say. Okay, that's a SE statement, for sure. And, uh... Probably could do, like, uh, TIFE, and it seems very movement-oriented, because, uh... You know, it's not an outcome, but, I mean, it's too early to tell, so we'll see where it goes. Just votes on one issue. I vote, uh and the whole package and so which one of the candidates really has the best package because I gotta vote on the whole package that's a TE statement if I've ever heard of one no one is perfect I mean I'm glad you know Arnold is uh, voting on packages and no one is exactly what you want the ideal thing is you can if you can put two candidates together but that's not uh, gonna happen and so you know I'm gonna keep an open mind okay well let's talk about the book a little bit so you know I I'm gonna, you know, keep a, keep an open mind. I, I want to see what happens first because I'm extroverted sensing. Um, have we asked Maria Shriver if she had any comment uh, on the book? She has not given one to us, but has she let you know yet what she thinks about it? Have you ever heard of someone say they're not open-minded? Yes, I have. Uh, specifically, TI heroes. Uh, most specifically, ISTPs. Well, I think that um, you know it's very difficult, obviously. Uh, for the family and for the kids uh, when this whole thing kind of gets kind of brought back. Then why and, write the um, book? Well, the book was an idea that Simon & Schuster uh, tried to uh, have me write an autobiography for the last 20 years. And I always felt like well, it was not enough of a story and I didn't have time because I was doing two, three movies a year. But I think that uh, um, after the governorship, uh, you know, I started thinking about it again. And I said to myself, this is one of the most incredible uh, immigrant stories. I mean, it's really extraordinary when you think about coming over here with absolutely no money and then making it to... Coming over here without no money, you know, very uh, TE statements. He's not saying I, he's just kind of seeing it from the eyes of other people. Climb your ladder in, in a bodybuilding sport and become the best and winning 13 championships, then going into movies when everyone thought they were... 
when when doing this in championships, you know, TE, 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 because my, my achievements. Would never happen to be a leading man in movies with an accent, with a name like that, and not having really any acting background and climb up and end up, you know, being the highest paid uh, actor uh, in history. Highest paid actor because uh, TE, 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 and that's also movement. Um, let's be honest. Of, of motion pictures and then go and all of a sudden there's a recall election in California and they, they jump in and they become governor of the greatest state in the but union clearly, so that's an interesting story. It, it certainly is but you also knew that this would be front and center in the book and you write about how the day after you left the governorship Maria confronted you in a therapist's office but she had actually come to you about the affair and the possibility of a child many years before. I mean, maybe Maria Shriver and him have like, uh, is it a is a cohort relationship where they have highest emotional compatibility, but like no sexual compatibility, which often happens, uh, you know, especially with people coming from different cultural backgrounds and whatnot. Like I've noticed something really interesting about Chinese folk, like Chinese culture, for some reason, they love like marrying with their own temperaments. So like, at least the intuitives are happy, but like all the concrete people are just absolutely miserable over in China, at least the people that I've coached uh, in China. And it just, it just seems, it's just so mind boggling to me, like how culture can really impact nurture, or, you know, someone's nurture and that can impact their nature, etc. So. Four, correct? No, I don't want full screen. Stop. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you admit to it then? Well, I just did not know how to. I was just, I think, too scared about losing everything. Uh, too scared about losing everything. Too scared, you know, extroverted sensing, you know, and uh, TE because I'm obvious wayfarer. Got to get to all the treasure, you know. Maria Shire, she's good treasure. But that, you know, I, I found better treasure. I found better treasure, yeah. Uh, losing her, losing the family. Um, and um, I just didn't know how. Do you think you should have? Um, well, it's always it's, uh, easy to be smart in hindsight, but the bottom line is, is that you know, no matter if it is then or if it is now, um, it's just one of the disastrous situations that I've uh, created, and it's the worst thing that I've ever done. Worst that, thing you've ever done? Well, yeah, because the worst it, it's, secret? It's, 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 well, not just the worst secret, it's just the worst thing because it hurts so many people, and, you know, the... It's the worst thing because it hurts so many people, you know? Look at that FI. Got that, got that FI out there. It's the worst thing. FA, FI that happened because it hurts so many people. TE, right? You know, counting up that thing there. But hey, you know, I'm going to be pragmatic and just do as I want anyway, you know, because I'm very pragmatic, you know, and I'm movement. Well, being responding, direct responding, movement, pragmatic. I'm an obvious INTJ, you know. Mistakes. And the failures that I've uh, had in the past, and I write about. Let's Let me talk to you about climate change, which is, as you point out, something you're passionate about. You guys is going in that direction, and uh, whatever the reason is, it doesn't really matter because the fact of the matter is, we have to adjust to that new environment. And I tell everyone wherever I go and uh, hold a, a speech about the environment. We have to adjust to that environment. You know, another expert in sensing statement. Environment that we cannot rely just on one person and we cannot rely on the federal government and this is not just Trump remember that when I was governor I fought the federal government also during my time because the federal government said you cannot have a waiver to regulate your own air because green you can't have a waiver to regulate your own air okay yeah so that's kind of interesting not very uh hmm. 
systematic on that approach. Greenhouse gases is not a pollutant. And I said, what? Greenhouse gases is not a pollutant? No, it's not a pollutant. So we took them to court. Yeah. I mean, uh, my yes. own party was in control then, right? And it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court of the United States decided that, yes, greenhouse gases is a pollutant. Well, duh. I mean, what, uh, how much brain power does it take? It's, it's <laughs> duh. How much brain power does it take? That's a very nice ESFP cognitive transition there. INTJ, folks. Arnold Schwarzenegger, INTJ. That's pretty cool. Uh, put it in there. I guess the internet is... Uh, correct about Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, being an INTJ. I guess it's just INTJ night, apparently. We're just getting INTJs all over the place. Wahoo. Okay. And uh, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, all right. So going to delete that one. Then we're going to do that one, delete that one. All right, and who's next? Okay, so looks like Adi Ashanti is next. So I don't know who that is. So hopefully there's some footage of this person. But uh, we'll do that. We'll save uh, Arnold his A, you know, the Arnold A. Should we just leave INTJ up, you know, you guys? Because that's just apparently what everyone wants to pay for is INTJ. If people are like, you know, you know what's funny? I had this person come up to me recently. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about with your typings on your YouTube channel because you're typing so many INTJs and so many INFJs. And you know they're the rarest of all the types. So how could be what you're saying is so accurate? And to which I respond with, well, statistically intuitives are more successful and more famous than concrete people. So how does that factor in your calculation there? Oh, and also, statistically, uh, INTJs, INFJs, INTPs, and INFPs are, there's more of those four types in this audience than anyone else. So, of course, they pay super chats of people to be typed that are like themselves, people that they identify with. How does that factor into your calculations about me being a really terrible typist? Or are we all just having our heads in the sand and subscribing to this mass cultural hypnosis that's just leaving our race ignorant, especially among people in Western society? Hmm? Is that what we're doing? Maybe you might want to like, you know, factor that in a little bit before, you know, coming at me and making these crazy judgments that make absolutely zero sense. You know, maybe that would be appropriate. But no, no, we can't do that. Instead, we're going to pay money and go into debt so we could go to school, uh, go to college, get a job, and then just pay other people to tell us what they believe is the truth so that we regurgitate it and end up believing it is the truth ourselves, and then further contribute to that mass cultural ignorance. Yay! That's appropriate. So let's do Adyashanti next. Um, so, awesome. Okay, uh, Adia Shanti interview. I have no idea who this person is. Adia Santi, maybe? Oh, it's some dude. Awesome. Interview with uh, Bob Cowart. Okay, sure. Awakening interview by this guy. It looks like an S-I-N-E abstract. This guy looks like an N-P. Thanks for getting together to do this and to talk about what you do and who you are. And I want to start with that question. 
who, if I were to ask you who you are, what would you say? Uh, wow, that's a nice INFP interview if I've ever seen one. The, the most direct answer would be awareness. Okay, so like, let's stop with the ad hominem attacks, you know, in the live stream chat, please. Like, it's seriously not necessary. Calling somebody names just means you're incapable of making an intelligent argument because it's a logical fallacy. So like, how about you actually respond to them with points uh, of criticism that actually make sense instead of just calling someone names? Because that's like actually more appropriate because I think the rest of the people in the audience have just lost a lot of respect for you if you're just going to go out there and label somebody because who can defend against a label? No one can. It's just, it's a straw man. It's the literal straw man logical fallacy. Let's like not do that, please. Let's conduct ourselves in a, you know, more appropriate manner for discourse in the future. It's experienced. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, <laughs> who would you say you are? A teacher? Yeah. Do you consider yourself a teacher? Uh, I consider that one of my primary roles. Mm -hmm. is that's the function of the work I do is, is, is teacher. I don't consider it an, an identity. Wow, uh, you know, that's one of the roles I do. I don't consider that an, an identity. Gosh, is that a TI statement? My goodness. And uh, I, I just, I, I can't get ahead of myself here. Is what I, is what I am. It's just something that I do. Mm. It's an activity. Lisa, if he's really bothering you, you can definitely grace his profile with the block button. That's what I do. My wife Railgun taught me about the block button. And now I have over 600 people blocked on Facebook. It's dope. Mm -hmm. uh, how did you get involved in a spiritual quest in the first place? And, and how did it lead to becoming a teacher? That's a big question. That's a, that's a really big question. It's like this Adyashanti guy is just as cringed as this audience is over this interview. You know what I'm saying? Like He's just like, wow, are you for real right now? You know what I mean? That's a big question because I'm like abstract or at least trying to pretend to be abstract. We'll find out. <laughs> um, well, I think I got interested in, in, in spirituality, at least in the form that I started to practice in Zen um, when I was about 20 years old or so. I started to practice in Zen when I was about 20 years old is because, you know, I'm an SI user talking about my past. I started reading some books. I don't really remember what the first book I read was. Mm -hmm. I remember some of the books by Alan Watts were in there in the beginning. and mm -hmm. Like the, the book? Do you remember the I remember this book here. I remember this book here. You know, this is what I remember because I'm an introverted censor, you know. What the book, yeah. The, uh -huh. On the taboo against knowing who you who are. Who you are. Yeah. yeah, the way of Zen or something similar to that. Mm -hmm. So a number of these kind of things that, that, that I just started to explore. Um, I think I was really looking to... to uh, I actually sat down one day to med to, just to meditate. And it only took that one time of just sitting down to meditate. Um, and I got hooked on something about the quietness. Um, I got hooked about something about the, the quietness, you know, because I'm, I'm responding, you know, and, and uh, I, I'm going to inform you. I'm very much going to inform you. I'm going to inform you about everything you need to know in this area. Uh, he did some name dropping there for TE, so I'm going to put down a point for TE. 
really sort of captured my imagination. It was almost like this. this experience captured my imagination because I am super abstract. You know, there was this whole world that opened up the first time I ever meditated. Not that amazing things were happening, but I could just sense there was this whole there was this whole other world that was available. And mm -hmm. then I went out to to. Uh, All right, so. Name dropping is extroverted thinking because extroverted thinkers like to do this thing where they borrow other people's credibility because to them, credibility is really important to TE users because if I sound smart, then people will think I'm smart, basically. It's a form of status. So they like to surround themselves or be associated with, association is another form of TE, be associated with people who have status, with who have really big personal brands where everyone knows this person. And if people associate my name with that person's name, that increases my status. That's a very TE approach, right? So name dropping is a form of TE status building. Okay, so that's where that comes from. All right. To learn more about it, I guess you might say. Mm -hmm. So that was that hooked you. That that was the hook. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> That was the beginning of it. That was mm -hmm. the interest part of, of, wow, there's this whole different world going on. I think I had, I had definitely um, been exposed to that world since I was very, very young. I'd had... No, I think I've been exposed to that world since I was very, very young. Okay, fair enough. Gosh, I, I'm, I'm getting bored to death with this uh, um, interview. I'm, I'm moving on to another one and hoping for something with more substance. Well, ultimately, the, I see the forces, the main force of separation is fear. Mm -hmm. right? Because, again, at least the way I see it, that the experience of separation is, although it's illusory, it seems to be na a natural stage in the development of consciousness. Again, just like adolescence is a natural state of, of development or being an infant, you don't look back and go, why was I ever an infant? <laughs> You know, that was silly. I should have just skipped over that stage. So I, I even see this sort of ego development and, the, and with it that comes a sense of separation. Poor T.E. doesn't mean, like, I mean, even Donald Trump still name drops people all the time. So just keep that in mind. It all has to do with, you know, how our brain works and the, and the immense power that, that thought has. And it all sort of starts to create this sense of self, right? And, and so I see that sense of separate self as ultimately illusory, but actually quite natural stage of development. But then I think when you get to the threshold, which I think is where a lot of people are now, they've experienced... That's when they get to the threshold because I'm super abstract, you know, and uh, I'm very affiliative and trying to do the right thing and getting people to, to do the right thing while also being control-based because, you know, it's all about the outcome. We're trying to get to the outcome of, you know, a better, a better world. And, you know, I can't help myself, but like, I'm an obvious INFP, LOL. Just saying. It's kind of like when he's being interviewed by another INFP, who's like so uncomfortable by that. It's kind of so interesting, you know, how that's going on there. Um, so, yeah, he's a very calm fellow. INFPs are very calm fellows. What can I say? What can I say?
So anyway, uh, gonna put down uh, the uh, Shanti INFP. Very good. Okay, and going to be moving on to the next one. Um, we did Bezos, I think he was like ISTJ or something. Um, deleting Adia Shante. Moving on to Jordan Spike, Glenn Gould. Did we already do Glenn Gould? Wait a minute, nope, Mother Teresa's technically higher than that. So we're gonna move on to Mother Teresa. Okay, right. Mother Teresa. I wonder what you guys think is Mother Teresa. Anyone have any ideas? She's obviously affiliative, right? So, let's see. Okay, Mother Teresa. Maybe an ESFJ, you guys think, maybe? ENFJ, INFJ? No, she seems a little quiet. She seems like she's more doing her duty, I would think. You know, let's do some, uh, Let's get some Mother Teresa, okay? All right, let's 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 move on to that. Mother Teresa. Mother uh, Teresa interview, cool. Exclusive, 1974. Okay, fair enough. Gives her first TV interview in years. Well, the communist dictatorship, which isolated Albania from the rest of the world for decades, also prevented one of its most famous citizens, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, from returning to her homeland. But since communism's collapse, Mother Teresa's missionaries of charity organization... And there is real peace. The first time when I came here, it was completely different. Mm. Completely different. Difficult to explain, but it was different. Mm. But now it is so beautiful. But does it surprise you? Here we are reaching the end of the 20th century and it seems your work is in greater demand than ever. Yes, it is. And all over. Now we are in 105 countries and we have 500 convents all around the world without counting India. <laughs> Gonna have to put down TE, talking about some TE achievements. That does not necessarily mean she's a TE user, uh, not yet. Beautiful. Yeah, and what is very beautiful that many people thank me for giving them opportunity to do works of love. It has helped so many people, they would have never had a chance to do anything for the poor. And now, through us, they are getting involved in the work so much. Work that Mother Teresa... Okay, let's go back. Thirsty, you gave me to drink. When I was naked, you clothed. Give these words, don't to me, to you, these words into action. Since 1946, actually doing this close contact with the poorest of the poor. But before that, it was a vocation. From the time I was 12 years old. 12. That calling to be to belong to Jesus. Now, at that time, you were in Skopje, in yes. Yugoslavia, where you were born. With my own people. Was it difficult to leave your people? It was, that was the sacrifice that Christ asked of us, no, that, uh, because we were a very happy and very united family. But, um, 
We were very happy, united family. That's a sacrifice, uh, you know, Jesus asked us to do. Talk about other people, not really talking about her own experience. God asked for the sacrifice from my people and from me. And, uh, were you a religious family? Had you been brought up to believe, as you do now, that everything was for God? Yes, I think my mother was a very holy uh, woman. And so she imparted that love for God and love for the neighbor very much. Into love for the love for God, love for neighbor. That was a TIFE statement talking about uh, things that she thinks about uh, her mother. All her children's hearts. Now, when you got the calling and when you realized that you had to give up everything, what did you do then? How did you go about it? I mean, 12 was very young. Well, I didn't leave home till I was 18. And uh, then I got in contact with some of our missionaries in India. And through them, I got in contact with the Loretto nuns. And then 46 years ago, I came to Radfarnham. And uh, from there, uh, I went to India in 1929 and finished my novitiate and vows. And I was with the Loretto nuns for 20 years in India. Can I just go back? Okay, that seems very SI, talking about some of her SI experiences. It's kind of harder to type uh, older folk because they're so balanced within their minds compared to younger versions of ourselves because we're not as balanced. A little bit to Rathfarnham because in Ireland, you yes. know, we are a little bit interested in your time in Rathfarnham. How much do you remember of that time? Well, I remember yesterday when I went to Rathfarnham after 46 years, I saw the places where I had been as a young postulant and I remember the the community room and the chapel and the refugee. So that brought back all those uh, happenings that were happening at that time. Now, when you were there, had you that longing? Did it start there for your vocation, as you call it, a vocation within a vocation? Uh, no, it was not at that time. It was 20 years after when I was in India. When you'd gone back to India? When I was in India, SI statement as well. Yes, and I left Farnham only after six, six weeks and I went to India in nine. I joined in October and then uh, in January I went. I joined in October, then in January. SI statement, there's also a TI statement in there as well. She's looking like a crusader type. To India, yeah. do the novitiate there. Now you were a teacher, mother. Yeah. Were you a good teacher? I couldn't tell you. I think you'll have to <laughs> ask those who, who might. I couldn't tell you. Um, Self-deprecating is for feeling. Don't. Did you enjoy teaching? But I love teaching. I love teaching. Affiliative statement, uh, love of teaching, also helping others in that regard. Uh, seems very informative as well, constantly informing. Now, back in India 20 years later, when you got the feeling that you had to do something else, you had to go out to the poor, yeah. how did you go about that? Because you had taken your final vows, and it must have been difficult for you to give up the final vows as such, was it? I didn't have to give up anything because it, vocation is uh, belonging to Christ. And uh, the work is... Vocation is belonging to Christ. That's actually a systematic statement. Uh, so, and uh, she is affiliative. So, affiliative, concrete, uh, systematic, that means she's an SJ. So, definitely SJ. And so far, it's looking like Crusader, so that'd be ESFJ, ISFJ. They're both informative. It's only a means to put our love for Christ into action. 
And so I had only to change, so to say, the way of uh, work, the means I had to change to work for the poorest of the poor. So my vocation was a continuation of belonging to Christ and being only His. So you left so the Loretta, uh, but you kept yes. with you all these yes. vows, the spiritual yes. feelings. Yes. And then when we had our own, uh, I left Loretta in 48 and uh, in 1950, the Holy Father uh, approved of the new congregation of the Missionaries of Charity. And then uh, in the new congregation, I took the vows of the new congregation of love, poverty, chastity, obedience, and charity. When you talk, Mother, of the new congregation, did you start the Very systematic again, talking about the system of the vows, doing the right thing, affiliative, concrete, definitely an SJ for sure. Um, but uh, she doesn't seem very movement-oriented. She seems very outcome-focused. I'm putting down a point for control. I'm going to see if we can uh, get some other specifics real quick. This congregation, sure. the yes. second you left, it, it, it went with you. You became a missionary of charity instead of being a Loretta. Yes, the, the approval came from Rome in 1950 on the 7th of October. And uh, since then... The... Lisa, TJ, uh, normal people. That's basically everyone here is normal and everyone can, you know, like, like they say in Men in Black, a person is smart, but people are dumb. People are wild, crazy animals, right? You have an individual, an individual can make their own decision, but as soon as people succumb to groupthink, they can have riot or mob mentality. Let's work hard to make sure that we don't incite either while in this uh, live stream chat. congregation. First it became a diocesan congregation. And after 15 years, it became a pontifical. Now we are a pontifical congregation. Pontifical congregation, also systematic as well. Uh, that's very outcome, talking about the different outcomes that, that she had and that they had sought while informing. Ergo, she is an ISFJ. There you go. Mother Teresa, ladies and gentlemen, ISFJ, which is really cool. Uh, so, Teresa, I did not smell, spell that correctly. I did not smell it correctly either. Um, so, let's uh, keep going, Mother Teresa. Got that one. And next we have uh, Jordan Spikes, Glenn Gould. Glenn Gould uh, for this evening. So, all right. Glenn Gould. Do uh, nice green ink for that one for Mr. Uh, Glenn Gould. And got that, rid of that, got rid of that, got rid of that, got rid of that. Cool. Good old Glenn Gould. All right. Glenn Gould. Glenn Gould, off the record, awesome, why not? Uh, interview with Alex Trebek. Uh, Glenn Gould, uh, Glenn Gould, Humphrey Burton. Inner Life of Glenn Gould, interviewed by Alan Rinch, 1959. Convenience 
the turn of the century. What you've yes, got to think yes. of now is a, is a mid-20th century piano, something with, mm -hmm. with all these extras that you've How just described. Garbage disposal. Bill. Well, actually, what I would like is a, is a piano with a small, or oh, say, 25 horsepower engine underneath it that it could move itself about, you know. Oh, well, well, that's we an excellent idea. We just say, go to Carnegie Hall. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll eliminate all this trucking monkey business. Cut, open the door. Cut yeah. cottage costs down to at least $5 a throw. Tell me something. Uh, you have upstairs the, the old Hoffman chair, which I've seen. It's out of the factory now. Well, yeah. whatever it is, mm -hmm. which uh, looks completely formidable to me. I don't know how anybody could sit on it. But apart from Hoffman and me, yes. um, who else has had a special chair? Anybody? Paderewski. Paderewski. Apart from Hoffman and me, who else has had a special chair? Gosh, that sounds very T.E. Comparing yourself to other people's status. Adjustable or just... No, it was... The special chair, it had a, a leather seat and it had a high. Okay, I think it's uh, csjoseph.life, so Alicia, Araya, and then you uh, scroll to the very, very bottom of the webpage, and I believe it's got famous people type link at the bottom on the, uh, the footer of the website. Back a support. Mm -hmm. yeah. and as a matter of fact, it has fringe with little balls and little tassels around it. Yeah. Huh. And both the uh, Paderewski chair and the Hoffman chair are out in the factory mm -hmm. and are uh, testing on our uh, And how much am I bid for this? Well, Glenn, I'll tell you, uh, I think seriously that this chair this should, should be willed to Steinway and Sons. I tell you, this would be a Don't speak of wills at this point, Well, I didn't mean to that. I yeah. meant that you should will it to us, yeah. not in your will and uh, your last will and yes, testament. Yes. But, uh, but okay. yes. tell that guy to shut up, please. Not well known locally, and most people are unaware. Studio. I much prefer the recording, and um, I gather that this is not the standard reaction um, because most people find the recording is very trying. They they feel um, uneasy in the in the this presence not of something. Not standard reaction. Most people find okay. That's a very TI statement. Uh, he's also talking about his own experience. Uh, and uh, very informative so far. Let's keep going. It's going to be permanent, uh, and the microphone conveys this to them, but I feel quite the opposite. The microphone is a great friend because I was brought up with it um, when I was... The microphone is a great friend because I was brought up with it, okay, and then when I was, he's going into an SI statement as well. He's studying TI facts. Looks like he might be a crusader type. In my teens, I'm still at school. I didn't do any traveling at all. The only city in which I really played was Toronto. Hey, just so you guys know, uh, no physics. People tell me that all the time. That's just not how that works. Like, because the program that I use, I'd have to get a completely different whiteboard program, and I just don't want to do that, you know. So, I mean, people think it's fine that I could just import in, you know, an image, but then I have to worry about sizing and then it goes in and out and it's like really annoying to my SI. Probably not going to do that. So I appreciate the uh, suggestion. Uh, there you go. csjoseph.life forward slash famous. Thank you, brownie003. And then also, guys, super chats are closed. Just so you guys know, super chats are closed. So, And perhaps once or twice a year there. And so that if I did any performing at all, it had to be on the radio or from 1952 on on television when we had it in Canada and um, I became so used to these media to being alone I became so used to this you know just talking about experience at TIFE uh, he keeps initiating new points and he's super informative very movement form initiating movement 
So he's a Crusader type, so he's either ESFJ or ENTP. And uh, let's let's keep going. Alone in the studio, um, that um, nothing else mattered. In fact, I've often wondered if um, the justifiable complaints that I sometimes hear about my platform manner isn't a result of the fact that um, for many years, formative years, I could be completely uninhibited. And it didn't matter what I did, as long as, as the music got across, this was the only thing that counted for me. Uh, and because I had no yardstick of measuring, I, I seldom went to concerts even then, I never do now, and I had no yardstick really of measuring what other people did. And uh, what I did at that time was done in order to um, make myself at ease and to yeah, what I did at that time was to make myself at ease, etc. And it's not really being affiliative at all. He's being pragmatic. He's not. An, he's just. He's just not ESFJ. And he constantly talks about his system as to how he's approaching it. He kind of seems to be abstracting it because he's talking about how he has to have this original uh, way of doing it. Um, I really think this guy's an ENTP. But let's keep going. Get something out of myself. Which Try to see if he can make any real affiliative statements. But I'm also saying pragmatic here. Otherwise, might have remained in and had to come out on the microphone to get across and I often wondered if this, if this didn't go back to those days. Why don't you like going to concerts? Well, first of all, I, I think I'm at all times slightly uncomfortable in great crowds of people. I always have been. Oh, what? An ENTP talking about being uncomfortable in great crowds of people? All oh, that never happens, right? Oh, but you know, most introverted of the extroverts, right? Okay, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. There's an example of that, guys. You know, SI Inferior, Glenn Gold, SI Inferior. So there you have it. Glenn Gold is an ENTP. Um, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely figure that out. All right, so ENTPI, there you go. Glenn Gould, ENTP, and uh, that's how it is. Um, so awesome and uh great guys um that's it for tonight um and uh thank you all for uh for coming on this uh, month's how to type uh remember there's no question and answer it's uh, available at patreon only csjoseph.life forward slash patreon if you guys want in on q a sessions patreon only just become a silver subscriber it's only five bucks it's like plus you get access to other uh, pre-recorded uh, q a's but all future Q&As will be for patron, Silver Patrons moving forward. And uh, we got a lot of additional content soon. New episodes for Season 19 are about to drop for Patreon. And then uh, also we're going to be taking uh, this community in a different direction. I'm also active on the Facebook group. So look up the uh, C.S. Joseph Public Facebook group uh, to get in on that. Um, also, uh, if you guys are into sales and marketing, I'm going to be releasing this new thing about how to uh, create this awesome messaging formula that you could follow to create messaging to get you guys like true fans, like your ultimate true fans. Um, because if you have a thousand true fans and you're a marketer, you could basically sell anything and make pretty good money. So if you're into sales and marketing and that's your thing, if you like sales funnel tech, uh, anything related to sales funnels, uh, definitely gonna wanna get on this. I'm gonna be offering a course on how to use uh, Jungian analytical psychology to give you guys an, an edge in sales and marketing, etc. So if you guys want to get in on that, uh, just look uh, look for that. I think that might be launching this week. Uh, so that's coming down the line as well. So anyway, uh, lots of new things. going to be taking the CSJ community in uh, many new directions. 
and uh, going to be offering a lot more content to you guys just in different ways uh, since uh, we got rid of our WordPress site finally and now we actually have a nice enterprise platform with which to serve this community. So anyway, uh, with that being said, uh, you guys have a good night and uh, I'll uh, see you guys later. Well, okay, yeah, Horse Mumbler 1. I mean, so what? I kind of hate having an audience too. I identify with a guy, you know, because sometimes the needs of the audience come above me and I just don't like being obligated in that way. Neither does he. We're uneasy in crowds because SI Inferior is like, you know, super uncomfortable in crowds. Stop, you know, sticking with uh, stereotypes when it comes to the 16 types. The stereotypes, most of them are not even accurate. So be aware of that. Anyway. Oh, okay. Apparently I'm clearly not an ENTP. That's, that's uh, whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm not going to waste my time. So, all right. Well, fair enough. You guys have a good night and uh, see you guys next time.